0: Everybody, welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and today we will have Ryan Hunter on. Again, if you heard me last week, we talked to Ryan about the new openings of hotels in Las Vegas, and I'm really excited to talk about him about downtown Las Vegas in particular because usually on this podcast I really do focus on the strip things that are going on on the strip how to dress for on the strip but if you go downtown it's a little bit different vibe but you know you still get all the gaming and the drinking and you also get all the uh, the, the wonderful restaurants that are downtown as well which actually make it a little bit more fun when you find the really good ones downtown so we'll be talking with Ryan Hunter who's the on-air host for 96.3 KKLZ and 107.9 The Coyote here in Las Vegas and we'll 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 be talking to Ryan coming up next. Hello, everybody. So we are back. So we're here with Ryan Hunter. Just want to thank you again for jumping on the podcast. You're always a very popular person, and I always love talking Hi. to you, Ryan.
1: Man, I'm just happy to be here. I, I'm, I'm happy to see all the success you're having, and uh, yeah, thanks for welcoming me back.
0: Thanks, Ryan. You're an absolutely just gem. Um, <laughs> if you like real Vegas, you go ahead and follow Ryan on his Twitter. If you like um, more fun Vegas, see Ryan in person. That's always much more fun, is okay. seeing yeah. Ryan in person. Right. So I'll take it. Anyway, so we actually work downtown every once in a while and we're down there quite often yeah. although we may not go outside very often but you know a couple of reasons for that and we'll probably jump into into this yeah. episode but first of all ryan tell me a couple of the major differences between fremont street which is downtown las vegas for those of you out there and the strip what are the major differences
1: well on fremont street you're going to have some history um that is where las vegas began in fact it most of the strip isn't in las vegas downtown las vegas is las vegas yeah um And I think that there's a revitalization going on in downtown that's been happening for years now that you're not seeing on the Strip. If I'm going to be honest with you, I feel like a lot of the Strip has kind of gone down in quality, while Fremont Street has just continually risen up and risen up and risen up even some more. Um, And it's it's also a lot safer than it used to be. Um, Now, most tourists wouldn't realize that Bad things do happen in Las Vegas. It's a big city. There's crime here. Um, and it happens to tourists sometimes. A few years ago, you wouldn't have caught me anywhere near downtown. Right. Um, it used to be grimy and gritty, and it's, it still has that element. But now that's branched out, and there's a lot of that on the strip. Um, and there's less of it than there ever has been on Fremont Street. And mm-hmm. that's, that's in part uh, thanks to two guys Tony Shea, the Zappos man, God rest his soul. He put a lot of money into downtown and turned it into something beautiful. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. The next guy to come in and run with downtown is Derek Stevens, And Derek Stevens has made downtown Las Vegas the place to be. He turned the Fitz into the D, dumped a bunch of money in it. And if you haven't been in the D, it's actually a really nice casino inside. Um, And the Circa, If, if you've not been in the Circa, I would put that in the top three casinos in all of Las Vegas. It's beautiful. It has that element of classic Vegas. Uh, Mr. Stevens protected Vegas Vicky and saved her and revitalized her and made her a centerpiece in the casino. It's the place to be. And um, the other thing that makes it interesting, it's one of a few properties here in Vegas now that is strictly 21 and up.
0: Yeah. You can't even walk in the
1: door if you're under 21, which benefits a lot of things. They can check security at the door and keep riffraff out of there. And once you get past the door, you're never going to be carted. Yeah, you know which is that, nice. that that then you can focus on your evening. The bartender's gonna have more fun. Um, so shout out to Derek Stevens in the Circa. It's that property alone is a reason to go downtown.
0: One hundred percent. And uh, I'm in there, you know, quite a bit because we work somewhere around there. Yeah. And. It, is, it does feel like Circa, especially with with Derek specifically, and this feels very old school Vegas, mm-hmm. where you see the owner walking around the property, yeah. which has a couple residual effects, I think. I think, one, when you're an employee and you see your boss walking around, you're going to sharpen up. And if yep. you know that he walks around, this is actually even the, the bigger part of it, if you know that he walks around, even if he's not there you're still on point so you're delivering great service you're making sure that everything looks good yeah. and you're really just sort of delivering on what the vision that he has for that property is but also as a patron who knows who Derek Stevens is it's nice seeing him walk around you know mm-hmm. you know making sure that the you know the the bar chairs are in the correct position and they're not thrown all over the place there's not trash everywhere because it feels like that attention to detail is there which i think is important absolutely and again i think he did a really good job of sort of merging You know, the older Vegas with like the, you know, the older Vegas that we think of, you know, the classy like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin era with things like the Legacy Club and Barry's, which is sort of a Mm -hmm. classic prime steakhouse. He has uh, the Vegas Vicky Bar, which is also a nice cocktail bar that I like Mm -hmm. to go to. But he does also look towards the future, which, you know he built it during, you know, during covid yeah. when i believe sports betting had just become legal just maybe a year or two before uh, i think 2017 actually so yeah for be... like the online stuff correct yes so <clears throat> with that to have the vision and foresight to make the sports book really the centerpiece other than vegas vicky of yeah. the property you don't see that very much in hotels because really sports books don't make that much money for casinos in general but to make it the center point to make it an attraction for people to come see was very was quite visionary at the time, so I think it's really one of those interesting places that uh, that really merges all that. And even of course, he owns the D, he owns the Golden uh, Golden Gate, which. Golden Gate's kind of fun and kitschy. It's sort of that old-school thing that we were talking about in other pods where it has a vibe to it, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. The Golden Gate's the oldest operating casino in Las Vegas. Um, I I think it's over 100. It's got to be over 100 years old Yeah, I think it
0: opened as, I think, the Nevada Club or the Nevada Hotel or something like that, and it changed its name to Golden Gate um, or, you know, some iteration of that. But it's been here for over 100 years, which is wild. And it's protected,
1: and it's in beautiful condition. Yeah. Here's the thing that comes to my mind when I think of Circa and Derek Stevens. It, it's a throwback to a different time, to like the late 90s, early 2000s. In that era, you knew that Kirk Kerkorian was behind the MGM Grand. Mm-hmm. You knew that Steve Wynn was behind Mirage yes. and Treasure Island. Yeah. Um, you knew that Stupak was behind the Stratosphere. These were visions of individuals with ungodly amounts of money that wanted to share it with us. When Fountain Blue opens later tonight as the day we're recording this, I don't know who's behind it. I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know anything about the vision. There's nothing special about that to me. It's a corporation opening a beautiful hotel that I hope does well. But with Derek, it's a dude that has a vision and a goal for this city. And he's passionate about it. And as you said, he's there all the time. I'm in Circa frequently, and I see Derek Stevens frequently. He cares about it. that doesn't apply to literally
0: any other casino in Las Vegas now. I agree Not with that.
1: Not a single one.
0: No, and my biggest thing that whenever a new hotel opens, I always tell people that, uh, like, for example, Resorts World. We use that because that was the latest, you know, big grand opening. Yeah. That it's a huge building. It It's nice on the inside, but it, this is really, really bad to hear if you're a casino operator It doesn't have a soul of it it doesn't you you don't feel anything inside of it when you go to the win or the encore whether you like rich people or don't like elegance or luxury or not you know what you're getting when you go to that property you know you're getting lavish you know chairs very plush you know, beds in the rooms. You also get just sort of the vibe of people there. If you build it the way you want, you've envisioned your property, you will attract those people most of the time. But if you build yourself as kind of whatever, you're going to get whatever people come into the property. And I think that's really well said by you, Ryan, is that when they built these hotels, like the Mirage, the Wynn, the Stratosphere for Bob Stupak, and then uh, Kirk Krikorian, who built the original MGM Grand, is they had visions for these hotels, like you said, and yeah. I think that's maybe something we need to get back to. Uh, I wanted to sort of pull up my phone and try to find the the info, but I think the actual story of Fountain Blue is it's gone through many iterations, as, it as yeah. we've said, and I think the original guy who actually started it, yeah, ended I, up with it, ba- uh, ended back up with it again.
1: I, I read that, and that that's a cool story, and I I know he went bankrupt in 0809 when mm-hmm. the economy collapsed, and. Then Kirk Kerkorian bought it and then didn't do anything and then sold it for a massive profit and then it was going to become the Drew and that didn't work out and then finally Fountain Blue comes back in and finishes their project fifteen years later. It's um, wild. It is a cool story, but but the same thing, man. Like when I go to Circa, I'm walking into the vision of Derek Stevens. Yeah. When I walk in the Fountain Blue, I'm going to be walking in the vision of whatever corporation owns Fountain Blue.
0: And let's talk about it. So downtown, we'll we'll circle back to downtown. Like Benny Binion. Yeah. You have Binions. Icon. You know exactly what you get at Binions. What do you get at Binions, Ryan?
1: A million dollars in a glass case. Um, You might see an old Cadillac in the driveway. It's going to have a country feel. There's a lot of weird, old, ornate wood things around the bar. The history of the uh, the Apache is still yeah. there. You can see a sign for it. Um, the, it has a soul. it It feels like you're in Binions. Yeah. Um, you you know what you're getting, right? Now, if if I blindfold you and drop you off in the middle of the casino at Resorts World or
0: wherever, do you know what casino you're in? I'm I'm not sure that you would. No, you wouldn't. They have a country bar. They have. You know, they have a, a, a nightclub. They also have, you know, a high limit bar. But it always, fe- it just feels like a mall. It just feels like a mall yeah. with a bunch of different things in it. It doesn't feel like a cohesive dish. Yeah. Using the restaurant term. Yeah,
1: I I, I want to feel the soul of it. Yeah. I I, I want to have almost a personal relationship with that casino. Oh, that's, so, um, that's, so, that's so good, right? And it, it's really hard to do that when they all look the same. So I'm really hoping Fountain Blue is different. I'm really hoping it is. Um, I've seen a lot of videos and a lot of pictures from the inside. I'm not sold yet, but right. I'm looking forward to so it.
0: So, Ryan, what kind of people are going to Fremont Street now? Because like, when I think of Fremont Street, so I'll give you my sort of concierge confidential view of it, yeah. is that it's not a place I want to hang. Like, It's not a place me personally, like if I want luxury and stuff, I don't want to hang. So that may not be for me, but what if you are somebody coming to Vegas, why should you be going to Fremont Street? Well, you're going to see different individual
1: properties um, with their individual identities. Mm. Um, if you walk in Golden Gate, nothing else on Fremont Street feels like Golden Gate. Nothing else like Plaza feels like the Plaza, the Circa. All of them, they, they have that unique identity. And downtown, even though it's way more expensive than it's ever been, it's still a much better bargain than you're going to get anywhere on the Strip. Yeah. Um, you can still find good deals down there. And, and just the the variety of people. I feel like when I walk in the Win or the Cosmo, everyone kind of looks the same. Sure. And, and no disrespect to the people that hang out in those places. That's me. They're not for me. <laughs> I don't fit in. But I might be the frumpy-looking dude in the Walmart polo who just wants to play 20 bucks a Kino and, and you know, whatever. Um, I can do that on Fremont Street. And you're exposed to everyone it's literally the only part of Vegas that's for everybody Mm -hmm. you'll see families with kids walking down there there's giant dance crews out there hustling you for money there's showgirls and women dressed up as naughty police officers and all the street entertainment and all the kiosks and the little touristy things that you can buy and you can you can see all the history that's still there some of those buildings remain like the El Portal Theater for example that's a massive piece of Vegas history And it's just been a boarded-up facade until recently. Someone's building something in it now. Um, It remains. And if that would have been on the Strip, it would have been torn down 50 years ago. You're right. Yeah. So Fremont Street still feels like Vegas to me. Um, The Strip, I I don't know
0: what it is now. Ooh, what a dig, Ryan. Sorry. I I love that we're always kind of on the opposite, like, spectrum of this because I'll go to Fremont. So I end up going to Fremont Street when I don't know what the person that I'm with wants to do. And usually if they're on a budget, that's usually where I go. So what, what's what I'm looking for? What's your what's your favorite thing to do on Fremont Street, if you ever go down there? Back in the day when you used to go out a lot more. Um,
1: I really like the light show, and I was very mm-hmm. opposed to it when they built it, the whole roof thing. But just seeing that is a spectacle in itself. The people watching, um, it, it's, it's just it's so varied. There's something there for everybody. And I think you made the perfect point as to why to go there. Your friends might not have enough money to go to the win, mm-hmm. and you're not sure what they want to do, so we're going to go to Fremont Street. What's wrong with that? It's affordable, <laughs> and there's something for everybody, that's is true. what you just told me. Yeah, that's funny. That, that's what Vegas is, mm-hmm. or what it was. Yeah,
0: I have my stock uh, like go-to. like I usually just go to 8 East, because okay. I've been there for so long. So 8 East, for those of you not following, um, you could check it out on our Instagram page, Concierge Confidential underscore LV. We've done a video about it. Mm. But... Um, That's my stock place that I take people because, one, I look cool because I know all the people that work there. Nice. So that's always nice. And it really has – it's, like, just exotic enough where people want to try different things. Yeah. But they have a steak in the menu. So if you don't know what you want, you can get a steak if you want. Yeah. Um, So because of this, so Circa actually ended up taking up, what, two, three hotels when it knocked the Uh, original stuff down? Yeah, I know. What was California Club? Yeah, California Uh, Club. uh, Mermaids. Mermaids. And was it Las Vegas Club?
1: Oh, it was the Las Vegas Club. That's right. Yeah, California's so still standing. Club. It was Las Vegas Club. The one with the guy with the baseball bat. Yeah, that one. Above the exactly. door. And the Glitter um, Gulch, right? The Glitter Gulch. Oh, my goodness.
0: that's the That was what? The retirement home for strippers?
1: It, it was. It was where strippers went to Have die. you ever
0: been? Were you ever, were you ever in? Did you ever go in there? That was
1: the first strip club I ever went in in my whole life. Oh, my
0: God. I, yeah. I, I never went. It was. I, uh, I heard it's a time.
1: It was. It was dark and dirty. and um, Everything you loved about it. It was yeah. It was interesting. Sorry if my lady's listening, but yeah, it's, it's okay. We,
0: we all had lives before you know you're married. Yeah. So I, uh, I,
1: don't, I don't think she was even born when I was there. So well, Ryan, that's a good flex
0: on you. Very nice. Well, I think yeah. she's what she's she's legal. Like she can rent a car now. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, almost thirty. Oh, okay, good. And I'm good, in my mid forties. So. good for you, Ryan. Yeah. See, that's you're just a boss, Ryan. There it is. <laughs> it's because you're the number one guy in in Las Vegas on the nah, radio. Yeah,
1: I'm just I'm just some putz who talks into a microphone.
0: Hey, that, that um, I mean Howard Stern does that too. Hey. So, what was I going to say? So when they when they started not, sort of lining up those places to be knocked down, were you were you apprehensive about it? Were you nervous? Because we all can say Circa's great now. But when it first started, we were—would you say you were a little apprehensive? They took away all the fried donuts, and
1: well, yeah. But I don't think that was my my thought. Um, and and I've I've met Derek Stevens numerous times. I'm pretty sure he knows who I am. Um, my thought was, this guy's crazy. This is a guy who's going to invest two billion dollars on a Fremont Street for what? Hmm. Um, I didn't think he'd ever get a return on investment on that. Wow. I. I I thought he was wrong, yeah. and and I was wrong. He was very very right. Yeah. He's making money hand over fist. Sure. Circus Sports is a brand; it's everywhere.
0: Because um, yeah. it, now they, yeah, he did this. Because now they sponsor. I know they sponsor the kind of the big one. Uh, they sponsor the Golden Knights home uniforms, the gold yeah. ones that they wear. Yeah. Circus Sports is on the patch when you go into the store. That's what they have. And now that's their actual like every because that used to be like their special uh, yeah. uniform. But I, I learned that this year that is the uniform they wear all the time when they're at home. So getting that sponsorship deal, I think they also sponsored the um San Diego Padres like ninth inning. So yeah. there's always like sort of splash up there. But I agree with you, Ryan. Like I didn't know who Derek Steven was when they opened or started building the circa. Yeah. And I think because of, you know, things that happened with Steve Wynn, who for me was the longest time, that was Mr. Vegas. Cause we all know Wayne Newton was Mr. Vegas before. Yeah. But, you know, he's kind of still alive, sort of. At least a wax figure of him is walking around somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought, you know, then Steve Wynn was Vegas. I was like, that's what, you know, the spokesman of Vegas looks like. Obviously, yeah. probably not anymore. Uh, Well, definitely yeah. not anymore. Yeah, definitely not. But I feel like Derek Stevens kind of picked up the mantle for Vegas and is sort of the spokesperson for the city. Do you think that that's sort of a good uh, characterization of him?
1: Yeah, I think he's like a combination of like Steve Wynn and Oscar Goodman. Mm, yeah, um, that, that's a good Showman. Um, very rich, willing to put his money where his mouth is yeah. and, and he changed downtown Las Vegas forever. What frightens me about that is what comes next for downtown. Yeah, Because you have the golden nuggets in beautiful condition. The circa is outstanding plazas dumping a bunch of money in their property. Mm-hmm. How long is it until somebody says, you know what, I'm going to buy that old classic piece of Vegas and I'm going to mow it down and build something else. Yeah. Um, it can only hold its soul if we don't tear down everything. So yeah. let's see what happens to Fremont Street. And um, I think
0: Fremont Street, it's a little bit e- its It's not easier, but... Fremont Street, it's a it's a little harder to tear stuff down because of some of its limitations, because of the experience, which is a big yeah. deal. Um, but even, like, look at the uh, the Fremont Hotel, which, to me, was one of the ones that was sort of, like, sort of downtrodden. Yeah. But they just have a whole new food court they just invested into it. Oh, my goodness. It. It's so,
1: beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. Beautiful food court, beautiful sports book, cushy carpet. Like, the Fremont is nice. Yeah, And I never thought I would say those words out loud. But the Fremont is, I I would let my grandma stay there. Like, it's Mm -hmm. nice. For the first time, I looked and I was like, oh, there's
0: Tony Roma's. I've never tried there.
1: Why I not? want to try it
0: once. Hey, it's a place for ribs. It's well, you know. Hey. So, Ryan, I was watching a Casino the other day. Yes. And uh, I think I caught this the first time. I never told you that. Did you know that they filmed the scene where they where he blew up, like in the movie, not in real life? Because that's Tony Roma. That was Tony Roma's, right? Tony
1: Roma's. The real location is on Sahara and Paradise, roughly. About a block east. I don't think it's there anymore, right? It The building still stands. Oh. It's a Hustler strip... Or not a strip club. It's a Hustler adult store now. So you can go there and buy like sex toys and Fantastic.
0: stuff. Fantastic. That's just the, the, the normal just yep. circle of life for a Las Vegas that building.
1: That is the building. And if you want to drive by it and find <laughs> it, um, there's an Abandoned Marie Calendars right next to it. Probably like 100 homeless people coming in and out of it. Oh, nice. But the parking lot <laughs> between the Abandoned Marie Calendars and the now Hustler adult club or store... That's where they blew
0: up Lefty's car, for right, real. You just know so much stuff. You yeah. just you just about it. I, I I just I like Vegas history. So on this tangent, um, I saw it and I didn't know this till I really focused in on it. They actually filmed that blowing up scene at the Main Street Station.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Which was I was like, oh my god, I see that every single day. It looks the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, how do you like Main Street Station? I think Main Street Station is a beautiful hotel on the inside. It is. But like, I would never gamble there.
1: I've never gambled there. Um, I'm not a big gambler. Um, I did go there right after the pandemic loosened up because it was the only buffet open in Vegas at that Mm. time. And I said, you know, I'm going to go have lunch over there. Um, It was, I mean, it was food. Um, (laughs) It was edible. It was. um, But Main Street Station... what a unique spot that is. Isn't it? With the Berlin wall in the men's room and the antique fan setup that they have over the buffet. That's so cool. I was, I was just thinking about that. Like, if, if you're going to go in there, like, for no other reason to just look around, like, it's, it's worth walking in there. Uh, 100%. It, it really is. And it's got a bridge, a literal bridge that connects to another very interesting Vegas property that no one ever thinks about the California.
0: Always forget about it.
1: Everyone forgets about the California. Follow them on social media, and what you're going to see is some dude from Hawaii holding up a giant check like every day. Every time. They crank out winners. Every time. They They crank them out.
0: They only allow um, Hawaiians and um, just, what do you say, Hawaiians?
1: Oh, yeah. There's like, it's it's their hotel. Um, Everyone's welcome, obviously. Great service, mm-hmm. great people. Beautiful sign, right? Um, like at they nighttime. They have slot machines that actually take coins. Yes, like that right there. People that, love that. It's it, that's just super cool. It's super cool, and the yeah. little Hawaiian cafe spot on the second floor. Mm. Those spam musubi's, man. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, so part that of the place, reason I'm fat.
0: So my mom. So uh, there's something that you said that I want to sort of get you know veer towards, but uh, quick tangent. My mom actually, because I don't eat oxtail soup. But they are world famous for their, for their cafe on the first floor, I believe, for their oxtail soup, mm-hmm. which only, they only do Fridays and Saturday nights after 9 p.m. Yeah And when I, so I'm glad my mom went because I got to experience this. You just walk into the cafe and you have to line up for it. Yeah. You walk into the cafe and it's just different tables with just bowls of oxtail soup and then, like, another empty bowl where they put all the actual bone into. Yeah. My my mom said it was very, very good, and she really enjoyed it. But it's just the, those little fun things, right? Yeah. That we don't have anymore. It's just yeah. it's, it's so, great.
1: So, yeah, like, back to what we started on, man. Like, the reason downtown is cool is that those hotels still have their own individual identity. Yeah, man. And I'm sure someone's like, well, you know, the the Fountain Blue has this identity. like It it does. It has an identity. And it's it's different.
0: It's not even the same. It's a whole
1: different category in a different Vegas. So it's almost like they're in two eras. Downtown's still in that mindset that we had 20 years ago here where everyone's welcome. You can get a bargain. You can be whoever you want for a weekend. On the Strip,
0: if you don't have serious money anymore, you're not going to experience anything. No. Like, the only place on the Strip that that I think has that cult following, like the Oxtail Soup, because it used to be, so we were just talking about this, the fried uh, Oreos and the fried yeah, Twinkies was at Mermaids. That was kind of a weird, fun thing that was yeah. on Fremont, which, you know, it's not there anymore. It happens. But I heard that on Fremont you can get fried uh, fried, uh, fried uh, Oreos someplace else. Which yeah, I think is Dirt like, Dog. Yeah, so Dirt Dog does it. Yeah. Okay, so see, that's important for people yeah. to know. Cause so, yeah, if you're on, on Fremont Street,
1: um, close to Fremont Street and Las Vegas Boulevard, that's where you'll find Dirt Dog, a uh, very famous hot dog place. I don't go there for hot dogs. I go there for carne asada fries.
0: Man, Ryan, They're you're so good. cultured.
1: Um, fried Twinkies, fried Oreos. Damn. You're uh, so cool. And churros. Recommend all of it.
0: It'd be crazy for those of you to know that Ryan is just a cut up, just, you know, <laughs> 40 something. I'm like. Long uh, hair. I am built like a beanbag. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that you're built for comfort. That's what, that's <laughs> that, what you're that's doing. That's correct. I'm good to cuddle with. <laughs> That's good No but seriously So the only thing on the strip That I think uh, Like sort of equates To standing in line And having a good food um, And I wouldn't even say It's good food And I haven't even done it Because I don't think It's worth it Is egg slut It's so annoying It's like guys This this fucking I'm gonna say it This fucking sandwich Can't be that good It's breakfast It's not like Oxtail soup Which is even more Because even oxtail soup Thing is so cool Because it's at a certain time It's really late at night Feels Vegas Doesn't it Just like late night It it does It's great
1: Um, I think if you're gonna do A late night strip Eating adventure, uh, I would go Peppermill.
0: Oh, dude, Ryan. See, Ryan, that, that's, what, that's what we got to have in the pot, dude. Yeah. That's a great call. The just,
1: fireside. Just go to the Peppermill. Yeah. Um, especially if you've seen the movie Casino. When he meets Ginger, mm-hmm. uh, he's sitting on the on the side of the fireside lounge dude. and it's still there. Um, best omelet in the city.
0: Ryan, it's the same fucking wavelength, my man. Yeah, man. Go my, to the Peppermill. My parents love Peppermill. It's amazing. They just love and they love it for breakfast. They don't they don't do dinner there very much, uh, but I I've, I've gone there late night, which is yeah. pretty cool. It's a really fun late night hang. It is. You know what'd be a really fun episode I think would be like a late night sort of like food Thing. Oh, that'd be great! Like you could do, um, you could like do ta- the night market at Tivoli Village. Yes, you could do um, uh tacos El gordo on the strip. Tacos mean, I mean, yeah. I, it's like I'm, it's super busy, but that's the point of it. It's that. Like go to the one by there. Town Square. Yeah, the, I like the one by Town Square as well. I don't yeah. go to the one on the strip because it's not anywhere near efficient, but the one at Town a Town Square really really nice. So for those of you listening that are locals, the taco uh, you should know where this is. But tacos al gordo, tacos. Am I saying it right?
1: Yeah, I think it is tacos al gordo. Is
0: actually across the street from. Uh, what do you call it? Town square, but much bigger, much airier. Yeah. Don't steal from there. Cause you probably could do it. But, um, I like that spot anyways. Yeah. So I love that. So you said something earlier when we we're talking about the Californian, about having slots that actually have coin yeah. um, inserts. So that's a very like Gen Z thing to want to do. Yeah. They want to like, oh, like, Oh, look how old Vegas is. I'm doing this. And like, you can't yeah. do it anymore. So, Building new hotels in Vegas, you have to think of new innovative things and even old hotels. How do you think you're going to get these Gen Z's who are, you know, starting to come into money? I mean, Gen, Gen, what am I? Millennials. Uh, you're I'm a millennial. millennial. I think I am too. We honestly will, are running the business right now. So we're putting speakeasies in everything, which. News flash! i'm gonna do another trends episode soon cool. stop with the speakeasies we need no more speakeasies yeah, they're I, not
1: cool if i can't find the door i'm not bothering
0: well that's the fun part nope. but but the problem no, is out. now is that the, you know where the door is the whole point of a cool speakeasy is you stumble upon it and these places just advertise i'm against it there's two new speakeasies that i haven't been to and i just am on my soapbox right now but will talk about it later yeah but <laughs> ryan so what are the new innovative things that these hotels should be putting into into their properties, whether it be casino gaming or exper- experiential things? And you're pretty tapped into you know, TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you think these hotels should be looking to do in terms of instead of just saying, you know, experience? What's a kind of a specific thing? You're well, thinking about
1: I think them? the focus is going to be on how gaming itself is going to change. Mm-hmm. And you can already tell when you walk into a casino; um, these machines look more like video games than ever. Yep this generation cares about video games. Um, and I think that you're going to find a lot more of that. How is that going to impact live table games? I don't know. Um, we're going to find out, but I think the face of gaming is going to change. I think that you're going to continue to see a very big push for nightclubs, dayclubs, beach clubs. Um, it's going to be experience based. Um, and the other thing that, that is going to bring in young people, and it probably already is, is the shows in Vegas have turned into something that they weren't before. The days of big Cirque du Soleil type productions, and we have a few like Awakening or whatnot, but those days are over.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. What
1: brings people in now is residencies. And that's another uh, one you could add to your trend right. thing. It's all about residencies. Um and I think some of them are kind of silly, too. I saw mm-hmm. one recently where, I forget who it was. It was, I think, Miranda Lambert or something oh, yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, they're calling it a residency, but it's only a few shows. And Toby Keith recently had a residency here during NFR. It was three nights. Right. It's a, it's a like, concert. It's a concert three days. It's it's a buzzword, like, organic. I agree. Like, what does that mean, residency? Are oh, you so fucking good at this, dude? Um, Just
0: saying organic like that, Jesus. Um,
1: so I, I think that that's that's what you're also gonna see. Um, and I think the other thing that's gonna maybe change entertainment in Vegas forever is the Sphere.
0: Oh, and okay. we haven't even done an episode on the Sphere because I haven't been. Um, I've heard it's it's great, but it's sort of, it's it's but they say it's unique. If you're there to see like an actual live event. Like yeah. you two, which I think they're the only ones who've actually performed so far. So far, yeah. Uh, is that you're either you're it's 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 really weird that you have to sacrifice something, that if you want to be close to the actual, you know, the band, then you don't get the entire experience of the sphere itself. Yeah. But if you want to get the entire experience of the sphere on the inside. You can't really see the band so it's 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 really weird that that's kind of a problem that they're running into
1: yeah so i think that that's where we're going to go i think it's going to be more experience based these these companies aren't stupid they're they're going to figure out how to get money out of a generation that doesn't necessarily want to gamble as much yeah so they're going to change how gambling looks they're going to change how it feels you might see completely different types of gaming and I think it's going to be more experience based than ever.
0: Um, yeah, I because I remember uh, you know a couple of years ago. So I went to UNLV and they do they have a whole casino and they have this whole class about you know creating new casino games. And when they had the the gaming convention where they have all these slot machines come in, mm-hmm. a lot of it was like arcade games that they can turn into actual like money games. So it's yeah. like slots. Like, so where you actually like, drive a car and then it's actually based on how you drive the car. And then also like, maybe count like console games are going to become a thing yeah, uh, that you can actually make money off of. Cause like,
1: think yeah. about like this, like what, like you said, a car, like what if I could go into a casino, sit down and play Gran Turismo against eight other people and the winner gets a prize pool. Like it doesn't sound out of the question to make that into a casino game. It, it would be fun. I yeah. would line up to do it. Um, and you're, you're seeing things, I, I guess the word that comes to mind would be like immature gaming almost. Sure. Um, like a big thing in casinos now is claw machines. But you uh, win money. Dude, I've seen it. They're, they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, I've, I've pumped probably a couple hundred bucks in those damn things. <laughs> they're fun.
0: But a lot um, of it's just to try it, right?
1: Yeah, but like you're aiming at people who have just turned 21 and right around there. What are they used to? Well, just five, six years ago, they were playing claw machines at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Let's get the money from them right now. Like your wife. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Right.
0: <laughs> Came back around. Yes. Um, Full circle. No, dude. But yeah, like that's what I see. And then I even, so I walked into uh, Durango mm-hmm. and they, it's a new property. So, you know, you, new stuff. They have the regular, you know, they have their regular craps tables. Yeah. So it has all the crew uh also another thing that i really hate that they're to- doing now is crapless craps and so many people yeah. don't understand crapless craps and the only place that did it really hilarious first time i saw it was at the las vegas club which is now circa which is hilarious yeah um i was like what's that i didn't had no idea i just started playing craps and then uh, it was also at stratosphere only two places that i ever seen it and then you started seeing it infiltrate other properties yeah. And the reason I loved playing craps was because you can't really change the odds like they do in blackjack. Like in blackjack, you can add, you know, more decks, you can, you know, take less decks off, you can add continuous shuffle, you have 6 to 5 instead of 3 to 2. You have all of these different ways of sort of manipulating the game mm-hmm. for the casino edge. Craps, you couldn't really do it. But now they're adding these crapless craps tables. Which is one way for them to do it, which in the long run is not a is not a good game to play for those of you listening. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to the Durango. They now have electronic craps with a live person. Yeah, I've seen these. So you've seen these. <clears throat> so it just sort of looks like a like a big giant video board, like a crap and it looks like a craps table with a big giant video board, one person working on it, which also bad for, you know, if you're looking for jobs yeah. in Vegas, that means you get three less, you know, people you have to pay. Yeah. And I think it's that whole point of They're integrating the video aspect of it and the live aspect of it, which I think is going to be what we see going forward for these hotels.
1: Yeah, I think so. But I I think you're also going to see a mix going the other way. Um, Something interesting that happened just recently, and it kind of got overlooked because F1 was going on at the same time. uh, A small off-strip casino called the Tuscany, um, they introduced, reintroduced live table gaming. So now you're dealing with an actual dealer. Mm -hmm. Um, And before it wasn't like that. So there's also going to be a market for that, and, and especially in smaller places like the Tuscany. Maybe I want to go play blackjack with a real person. Yep. Um, you're still going to have to have something for the older generation. Vegas is always going to aim for whoever has the money right now.
0: Dude, right. So perfectly said.
1: But the other people still exist. Yeah. Um, and there's a hell of a lot of old people here that don't want anything to do with the new style gaming. So places like Tuscany, they can swoop in and take that money. But that wouldn't work for a major mega resort.
0: Yeah, and I think there's just a dance that it has to go with. Because if I walked into Fountain Blue, for example, we're using this as the example because, you know, it's the newest hotel opening. If I walked into Fountain Blue and there were blackjack tables that didn't have dealers on it, I would say this hotel is automatically a lesser than other hotels. There's a certain uh, mentality that I have in my head of what a casino looks like. And if I don't see dealers behind tables... It feels either dead or it feels just like not a real casino.
1: I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: So I think there's a mentality that we have to deal with for for that kind of stuff. So yeah. I totally agree with you in terms of residencies. Um, I think I've said that before is that you're getting a lot less, you know, production shows. And also they're very expensive because you have so many other, you know, people to pay. Yeah. But I mean, on the flip side, it's very expensive to pay Carrie Underwood to be here as well. Oh, so man, millions. It's, so I wouldn't say there's too much going either way on that one. It's just you're getting a lot more residencies, you're getting a lot more uh singing performers it's i mean the rise of not rise but taylor swift beyonce yeah and, i mean could you imagine if like beyonce had like a two-month run somewhere
1: well, rumor has it that the sphere is trying to get her it hasn't been confirmed i, I haven't heard anything beyond that it's just ryan rumor. you're in radio um you know these things i know Paola, man i know the sphere is trying to get her yeah. um and and if they did they're going to make a lot of money.
0: 100%. Could you imagine all the people that want to see her?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'd be a big deal. But it's not going to come cheap either. Then And then going back to that, man, like recently I took my other half to see uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you have a a fabulous
1: time? Oh, it was fabulous. Um, And and through her I've seen probably every episode of that show. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Um, But... um, I'll just say it the tickets for her and I were almost four hundred dollars oh shit yeah for for Rupaul's drag race like was the show worth it it was a good time yeah had good um, seats very yeah but still four hundred dollars for two tickets and paying for parking and dinner out. That was a $700 night. Dude, it's 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 fucking wild, isn't it? Like literally a $700 night and for a lot of people in Vegas, that's a whole week's dude, and, worth of money. And that's your wife, dude.
0: Like yeah. so like I I I like when I date, I used to love to go to a show and dinner. Yeah. Can't really do it anymore. It's really hard. You kind of got to like figure out, all right, maybe dinner will be this and then We'll go to a show, or maybe we'll yeah. just go to the show and have drinks, you know, before or after. Because, dude, it's just so expensive now. If you want to go see Absinthe for example, you're looking at the same sort of price you paid for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. For just normal, norm, just normal seats. It's. It's pretty obscene. It's it, pretty it crazy. It really is.
1: It really is. Um, and and I, I there's a, a local... I'll, I'll keep his name out of it because I don't want to promote anybody but you. But <laughs> Thanks, there's a, a, a local Vegas blogger that um, he tested it. And he went and he put a $20 bill in a machine at various casinos and waited to see how long it took to get him a drink. Hmm. He got one, I think, out of trying like five or it six casinos. It does take casinos. a very long time. Nobody... Took care of him. Um and then he got into like this green light system that some bartenders have a oh, light yeah. that like, oh, that guy's got X amount of dollars in the machine, I can comp him a drink. Yeah. That's not what Vegas is built on. No. That's not.
0: They they have a lot honestly, every hotel, every um bar has that now. So, you know, just for those of you out there, that's basically everywhere on the strip is the green light, red light system. Unless you're every time, like me, and you just go to the same bar every time, you just know the, know the bartender. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all definitely on that system uh, nowadays. but I don't know, Ryan. the, um, the uh, landscape is changing, yes. hopefully not too too fast, but um, it's getting there. It is. So I think we're still okay.
1: I just have to accept that Vegas is never going to be the Vegas that I fell in love with ever again. So either I accept it as it is, or I move on. Um, and I'm, I'm choosing to accept it as it is and, and embrace the change. But it's definitely
0: different. Definitely. So Ryan, I always love having you on. You always bring me back down to, like, you know, real world when I'm thinking of Frank Sinatra and Dean walking around the sands. Hopefully when the Fountain Blue opens, that'll be a new spot. Uh, but hopefully you get out and check out the Durango, hopefully soon. Yeah, and I will. As soon probably as the walk. crowds die down. Exactly. And maybe you'll have to do, like, a radio hit from the Fountain Blue once it opens. It, so I just might. I awesome. just might. Exactly. More to come. So, everyone, that was Ryan Hunter. Again, you can catch him on 96.3 KKLZ here in Las Vegas, as well as 107.9? Nine. The Coyote. Um, And, Ryan, again, just thank you so much for coming on and making time out of your day. I really appreciate it. So, uh, everyone, that was Concierge Confidential. Again, thank you so much for listening to us. You can follow us on all of our social channels, uh, Concierge Confidential underscore LV on uh instagram you can also follow us on tiktok at keys to vegas and again ryan you want to throw off your um uh, social uh ryan from 1981 pretty much across
1: the board and tip your servers
0: ryan you're fantastic so again everyone if you see us out in town that's awesome come say hello but remember keep it confidential